Welcome to this week's podcast from Oceans Church in Orange County. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. For more information, please visit our website at theoceanschurch.com. Brand new to our church. We're going to turn to Genesis chapter 17. I'm going to read about 10 verses today, maybe maybe 12 verses. And uh, if you don't know where the book of Genesis is at, we're going to have a time of prayer at the end of the service. It is the uh, first book of the Bible. Anybody grateful when a pastor turns to a book that you can find? I remember going to church camp as a high school student, didn't know the Bible at all, trying to impress the cute girl sitting next to me. And the preacher said, open up to Habakkuk. (laughs) Who's ever done like the just, oh, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord. All right, second time. Come on, second time's a charm. Please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord. I was always really like, turn to Genesis. like, yes. Revelations, I know where you are. So, Genesis chapter 17. The guy we're reading about today, if you believe in God, the Bible actually calls our father, the father of all who believe, Abraham. Abraham means the father of many nations. If you grew up in church, you used to sing a song, powerful lyrics. Father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. And I am one of them, and so are you. Come on, stop it. That's getting weird. Can we just thank the Lord that our songs have gotten better in church? Who wrote that thing? He's probably sitting in here like, it was good in its day. It was ahead of its time. It's got us no good music. I, uh... I'm excited. So so, uh, Genesis 17, let's read this again. Jump in here. Genesis 17, it says, when Abram, Abram, say with me, Abram. Abram uh, was the old name. It's before he changed, God changed his name. Um, Abram was 99 years old. Who wants to live to 99? Come on, somebody. It's a great age. He was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the almighty God. Man, I just love it when God talks like this. I want God to talk like this to all of us. He says, I'm almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I And I will make a covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked to him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made, a, I have made you a father of of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you. Kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to to be God to you and to your descendants after you, talking about us. Also, I will give you the land and the descendants after you, the land in which you are a stranger, the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Who wants God to talk to you like that? Read Genesis 17. That's how he talks to you like that. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay. Read verse 15. Let's fast forward here. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai anymore, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her, and I will give her a son to her, and then I will bless her, and she shall... Be the mother of nations. Kings of people shall come from her. 
I love this because Abraham has a good sense of humor. It says, then Abraham fell on his face and laughed. He said in his heart, oh my gosh, are you serious? No, he didn't do that. He said, shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? The people in Orange County said yes. (laughs) Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Come on, the ladies in Orange County said yes. She was the first, though. I, uh, I want to fast forward. Go to just two more pages over. And uh, God speaks so powerfully. It's so, so cool. Verse 21, it says this in verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he told her. And the Lord did for Sarah as he spoken to her. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in her old age at the set time of which God had spoken of him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Isaac means laughter. It's funny because Abraham fell on the floor laughing when God told him he was going to have a kid. Sarah heard she's going to have a a kid in her 90s. She started laughing. God's like, why are you laughing? She's like, I wasn't laughing. He's like, yeah, but you did. (laughs) Awkward moment in scripture. And so I want to talk to you today. I felt like this so strong. Couldn't shake this from my, my heart all week. Is I want to talk to you about today in our belief series about unbelievable things that make you laugh. You want to take a short title, you can write LOL. It's for the youngsters. Let's pray today. God, we just love you so much. I pray whether it's our first time at church or we show up to Oceans faithfully every week, we ask you to meet us where we are. Anybody here believe that God can meet you where you are? Lord, meet us where we are. Would you build up our faith? Would you allow us to connect with your spirit? Would you fill us full of your presence today? Would you heal those that need to be healed? Would you restore those that need to be restored? Would you liberate those that are addicted? And God, would you bless us with your sweet presence today? Holy Spirit, we love you. We just pray you bless today and the Lakers in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. It's <clears throat> a good prayer right there. Uh, can we agree that technology is changing things a lot right now? No? Some of you are sitting there like looking like the governor for the book of Lamentations. Come on, can we agree that technology is changing stuff? <laughs> I don't think everything with technology is getting better. I would say that technology in some ways is making things worse. I feel sorry for the younger generation that didn't grow up with corded phones. Who remembers regular landlines? Landlines. I remember landlines were powerful. I had, a, I had a phone, we had a phone in our kitchen that had a cord that could wrap around the equator. My brother would be talking to one of his girlfriends. He'd be like, the cord would go through the living room, down the hallway, through the laundry room, into the garage, into the neighbor's backyard. He'd sit behind the bush going, hey, girl. Landlines were awesome because you could pick up a phone in another part of the house. Hit that mute button. They should have called the mute button um, nosy. That's the nosy button. We had nosy buttons. You'd listen to my brother's conversations. I start giggling midway through. I kill you, Mark. When I get back in your zip code, bring this phone back. My goal growing up in junior high was I just wanted to have a phone in my room. Who needs a cell phone? I wanted a phone that looked like a football. Who remembers the football phone? Come on, somebody. Talking on a pigskin. 
I remember talking to people. I, I feel sorry for the younger generation because they don't know the joy of slamming the phone down when they get mad at somebody. I would slam that thing so hard it would bruise people's ears on the other side. Bam! Now as you get mad, you're like, and That's right. There's more where that came from. You can't even hit the bar in the hard. You're like scared to crack the screen of your phone. It's a different era. We live in an era of time that you used to have to call somebody with something funny, verbally tell them about it, and wait for laughter on the other side of the phone. Now we have emojis. Now we have, what are they called? Memes. Maybe the only thing good that come out of the pandemic is the memes. Memes. And our generation's getting so lazy that we don't even say, that's funny. We don't type, that's hilarious. We've gotten so lazy that we're like, ha, ha, ha. If there's six letters, it was funny. If it's ha, ha, it's like, yeah, that's a good try. If you text ha, it's like, oh, I'm being polite. People get lazy, though. We gotten so lazy that we just started using, um, we started texting LOL. Laugh out loud, right? Kind of an old. They do this new one now. It's uh, laughing my furry ankles off. Um, it's a new one. We, we have these emojis. We laugh out loud. We do the laughter emoji that has the cry face. Summarizes. Yeah, it's like. That means I'm laughing. That means I love what you said. I value your friendship. All right there. That's what that means. It got me. You understand me. Capsulates so much. We're so lazy nowadays, you can literally hold a button, uh, hold your finger on the text message, and it'll automatically give you an explanation point, a heart, or a ha-ha. Big tech companies are like, look, they're not doing the emoji anymore, guys. We got to make this easier. Usually people laugh for two reasons. It's funny or it's so impossible, it's ridiculous. I was thinking about Abraham and Sarah, the father and the mother of all who believe. They started off with the greatest promise they ever encountered, ever inherited, and their response to the goodness of God's promise, say it with me, was laughter. Say it with me, it was laughter. I want you to know that God has a sense of humor. Some of you think that being miserable in your faith does God a favor. Being serious in church somehow pleases God more. That laughing is antithetical of who God is. I want you to know the Bible says God laughs at his enemies. Proverbs says that laughter does good like medicine. Jesus did something so powerful throughout scripture that it would cause people to respond in crazy ways. I love that Abraham experienced something that was so far-fetched that the only logical response was to start giggling. I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to catch this in your heart. I believe that sometimes laughter is, is the only response when God does something that you thought could never happen. Seeing a family member encounter God, you're like that person. I want you to think about your unsavable list. 
the people of, I told you, write down 10 people that would never know God personally. And I want you to think about them crying in a church service under the power and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you either start crying or you start giggling like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Like 21 people last week during the music that are like, I want Jesus. Sometimes things happen that are so irregular, out of the norm, that the only logical intellectual response is to start giggling. Many of you know the story. I won't exhaust it because most of you grew up in church. But in short, Sarai basically was given a promise to have a child in her golden years. Imagine she just retired. She got, she's, she's collected her Social Security money. God's like, you're going to have a kid. She's like, finally. She starts ordering some clothes on ASOS, maternity attire. It's cheap clothes. She starts uh, decorating her nursery. She picks out her wallpaper. She talks Abraham into putting the wallpaper up. That'll challenge any marriage. Wallpaper in the Greek means borderline divorce. It'll try your marriage. She gets a wallpaper. She starts decorating this turkey. She's excited. She's telling her friends, I think God told me this. God told me we're going to have a kid. Her friends are like, man, you're getting up there. You're, you're on Social Security right now. That's, ex- that's impressive. And it goes by, and, and time would go by. And eventually the promise started to get more and more unrealistic. Started seeming like maybe God, maybe he wasn't serious when he told us that that could happen. So she did what all logical human beings try to do, and she tried to help God out. I've learned this in my life. God does not need our help. She said, let me help him out. I'll give Abraham my, you know, give her one of my employees in our, in our business. I'll have her, you know, hang out with the maid, and the maid turns into a mom. We know the story that Ishmael is born. Ishmael is really, it's, it's Abraham and Sarai's attempt to bring a promise of God to pass without God. God's promises always require him to bring it to pass. We try to bring a God dream or a God desire into the world. Without God, we create Ishmael's. The fights in the Middle East today are connected to the Ishmael's of yesterday's. We find this crazy story that she, she tries to help out. Hagar gets pregnant. The maid becomes a mom. And 14 years later, she's 90 years old. God comes again to her and says, hey, it's time for that promise. And both Abraham and Sarah's response was laughter. It start, it just doesn't, I, don't, I don't know if they were laughing at the lunacy of all of it. I don't know if they were laughing because they'd given up hope. And sometimes before something new happens, it's funny before it's real. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're cracking up thinking about each other pregnant. Sarah, go get your dentures. <laughs> let's, let's work on this. Abraham, start practicing changing diapers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen them when they're practicing, they the baby showers. Yeah. Abraham's just trying to see where the baby's at. And he's like, <laughs> okay, walk by faith. Um, they're up there. They're up there in age, and they're getting ready to plan a party. They laugh because they've given up, and it's amazing to me that they laugh because that's what we do when someone says something is too impossible, we laugh. People were mocking us from Idaho going, you're moving to California? 
why would you go there? They're, that, that place is messed up. I'm like, that's job security for us. We specialize with messed up people. They said all these things. It couldn't happen. Great things can't happen. I think they laughed a little bit at God, a, a lot with God. I think God was even laughing himself. And when the smile on God's face started to kind of diminish, he gets doing what he does best, which is the unbelievable. She was the first lady in history to pay her pediatrician with her social security check. God turns a senior center into a maternity ward because that is the God that we serve. He brings promises to pass in his timetable. Look at me today. I believe there's a difference between a due date and an expiration date. Many Christians don't know the difference. A due date is how long you have to carry a promise inside of you before it's developed enough to, to live. An expiration date is when you carry something too long that you miss the opportunity of delivery. And many Christians don't know the difference between I'm not there yet and then missing the opportunity to act. The lifetime of the opportunity has to be ceased in the lifetime. The opportunity of the lifetime has to be ceased in the opportunity of the, of the lifetime. Something like that. It was powerful though. I can't remember. It was 50% in my head. Just pretend you liked it. Say amen. I'll write that down next time for you. It was good. I'm convinced. <laughs> we serve a God. We serve a God that specializes in giving us due dates, expiration dates. I think many people, they don't ever carry a promise long enough to deliver it. And there's other people that grow up in the church. They know the goodness of God, but they never give birth to his dreams because they're too scared to step out. And they experience expiration dates. I, I, I felt real strong as I was praying. They start laughing at this promise. And I just really, as I was praying this week, God's dream for your life, his heart for people, his ability to unify the divided, his ability to heal generations of hurt, right the wrongs of life in one moment, transform a heart, restore a family, heal a body, cure a disease, renew a marriage, awaken faith, and revive a state. They're unbelievable. The abilities of God go beyond our comprehension. And oftentimes, I'm telling you, when God shows up, your only response is laughter. How is this happening? How are my kids that were listening to crazy stuff, doing crazy stuff, being crazy, all of a sudden encountering God at OC Youth and changing the script of who they are? It's crazy. Can you believe she's doing that, babe? Can you believe what God's doing in our family? Can you believe that we're people that are going to church in a tent on Sunday? Some of you, I love it because our church isn't just full of ex-Christians of other churches. This church is full of people. Some of you came to faith in this house. Grew up saying things like churches for weak people. God's for people that don't have an imagination or a work ethic or a drive. It's, it's for the intellectually weak. Here we are. And it wasn't someone convincing you that God was real. It was you yourself tasting and seeing 
There's something in this atmosphere beyond a band and beyond some talker, sharing, misquoting quotes. (laughs) Something else happening here. God is in this place. And I just felt the Lord just prophetically declare over this area that God will do something in our days that we would not believe even if he was to tell us. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard the great things that God has in store for Orange County. If you believe it, can I get an amen? Many people are giving up, but God is just getting started. God seems to do his best work when the, when the, when the deck is stacked against you. God whittled down an army with Gideon from thousands, 30 plus thousand to 300 because God appreciates bad odds. God sends 12 men into the land of giants. They said that King uh, Og of, of Bashan was so big that his bed was 16 feet from top to bottom. The land of giants, and he sends in these, these untrained former slaves says hey you guys don't have any military abilities but guess what god's gonna fight for you and as 12 spies went in only two came back believing that god could do it listen to me faith lives in two words i know another two words god can two words i know two more words god can would you say with me i god say it again i god Many people live oblivious to these two realities. Joshua and Caleb, out of of millions of people, were the only ones in their generation that saw the promised land. And I think the reason why Jesus sent out the 72 by 2 is because I saw what happened last time I gave too many people to have opinions. I don't need 12 to go into these cities and have committees that are voting on, can God still do it today? I'm going to send them out two by two. So they trust me, they rely on me, and they have one person to be in agreement with. God is looking for people that will say what he says. People say, Mark, can great things happen here today in California? My response is, yeah. But here's what God will do always first before his promise is materialized. Number one, he'll always change what we call it. Say with me, name. I believe many people see the promises of God never materialize Because they never use their words the way that God uses his. Say with me. Use my words the way God uses his. Let me say it another way. God didn't have Sarah have children until Abraham started calling his wife what God called her. Some of you won't see your husband become who he's supposed to be until you start talking over him the way God is talking over him. Stop calling him where he is. Start calling him for what he's going to be. Man, I love the fact that you're growing in God. You're a man of faith. God's going to use you to pray great miracle prayers. You're the leader of our home and our faith. I'm telling you that your spouse is a blank canvas, and your words will paint a reality. We line up our words with God's. God says, hey, no longer is her name Sarai Barron. Her name is Sarah, mother. And your name is no longer Abram, big daddy. It's now, <laughs> means large father. It's now going to be Abraham. It's going to be father of many nations. I'm telling you that before God changes the story, he'll change what he calls it. 
Bible says that God speaks those things that are not as though they were. Romans 4.17 says that God called him the father of many nations before he even had a child. You know why? Because faith is a bit of a time robber. Faith doesn't respect timetables. Do you know that faith is outside of time and faith is also invisible? Well, I'll prove it to you. Romans 6 says, or Hebrews, Hebrews 6, I believe it's verse, uh, where are we at? 6.12 says, faith and patience. By faith and patience, God's people inherited promises. Faith is invisible. Patience is time-oriented. The two things that are needed to inherit God's promises are believing in what's not there yet and being patient until it shows up. Have you noticed that God is never early? Can we agree on that? It's like, I, God told me this is going to happen. It's been a long time. It's not here yet. Here's the good news. God is never late. We all know he's never early. But God seems to show up right when the time is needed. Faith lives in two arenas, the future and the invisible. Say it with me, the future and the invisible. Some of you have no expectation from God because you don't see what God wants to do with your future and what God wants to do with what's not there yet. You don't have to have faith in stuff you already have. You don't have faith for what you already see. We got to believe God for the kids we don't have yet. The opportunities we haven't seen yet. The inventions we haven't created yet. The churches we haven't established yet. The revivals we haven't hosted. It's invisible and it's outside. It's in the future. So what does God change in Sarah and Abraham before he makes them laugh? Number one, he changes what he calls them. Say with me, change your name. Here's what I know about name changes. Very, very important in the Bible. You would become what you respond to. And I believe many people are becoming negative, dark, demented, perverted versions of who God wants them to be because you're responding to the wrong name. Where's the liars at in here? Don't look up. Where's the perverts at? Where, where's, the, where's the alcohol? Where's the addicts? Where's the dysfunctional? Where's the broken? Where's the, where's the atheists? Where's the non-believers at? I think many of you are responding to the wrong name. And you know what I know about names? Is you can only name things that you have authority over. I've learned a long time ago, don't let people that don't love you name you. It's a good spot for an amen right there. God told Adam, he said, Adam, hey, I want you to name the animals. You know why humans, again, God made us the top of the food chain. Because Adam was the first one to say, that looks like a, like a zebra. Looks like a hippo. And he started naming the Adams, listen, or the, the animals. Adam could only name them because he had authority over them. Listen to me. There's some promises that God wants you to name. Because he wants to give you authority over those, rear, those areas, those spheres. I'm naming my marriage. I'm naming my children. I'm naming their futures. I'm declaring the promises of God over my family. I'm naming it because God has given me authority to steward this sphere. Many people, they don't know this. You only have authority over the storms that you can sleep in 
because you're housing the presence of God. Jesus slept in the boat. I think God sleeps in our storms so that we wake up. We got to wake up sometimes and realize if God's in the boat, the boat isn't going under. What I know is that God wants to give us a, a new name. Hi, Father. Come on, Big Daddy. Father of many nations. He changes our name. And when you change a name, you change how you speak. You'll change the trajectory and the destiny of your future. Some of you got to stop naming yourself. Well, I'm just an addict. I'm just, I'm just broken. I'm just, I'm just negative. I'm just angry. I'm just a cusser. I'm just, a, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not really spiritual. You won't be until you line your, your words up with God's words. You know what's true about you? What God says. If you believe the words of God over your life, they'll materialize. I am convinced that when God changes how we speak to somebody, Sarah, come on, mama. You ain't barren, girl. Mama, come on. Mother of children, come on. You 90-year-old good-looking thing. Hey, Sarah, Sarah, mama, you're going to be a mama. You're going to be a mother. You're going to be a mother. You're not going to be barren. You're going to be a mother. 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 There's a woman in here. You're going to be a mother. Stop calling yourself infertile. Stop saying what you're not. Stop saying that God can't change things. I am what God says. I am. I'm fruitful. I'm blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. God is going to use me to be a leader of leaders. I'm salt and I'm light. I'm above it and not beneath it. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. God has brought me out of darkness to declare the praises of him who brought me into his marvelous life. I am who God says. I am who God says. Who believes that God can? Come on, who believes it in this tent? Who believes that God can? I know. I know. I know. I know that you're for me. I know that you're with me. I know that I'm in California for such a time as this. God's put some of you strategically, like Samson, between the pillars of society. I see it. My God, I see it. Some of you are businessmen between the pillars. Some of you are musicians between the pillars. Designers and, and influencers between the pillars. Bible says that God set up Samson at the end of his life to make more of a difference than he did in his entire life because he was sovereignly placed. Let me feel the pillars is what he said. He had no sight, but he had faith. Let me feel the pillars. I felt like this week, Rashawn and I were praying. I felt like God said, Mark, I have positioned Ocean's Church next to the pillars. We're in California, man. If we can push some darkness over here, it'll bring the roof down to all wickedness and all of California. He's going to do it. God can. Shout it. God can. We believe you can do it. I believe you can do it. Hey. I believe you can do it. I believe you can do it.
change things fear says what if things go the way they continue to go faith is different fear says what if faith says even if even if nobody else catches this I'm gonna catch it Lord even if no one else believes that you can do it I believe and even if nobody else receives this today I'm, I'm grabbing a hold of the promises that are yes and amen when God changes your name, He'll begin to change your nature. God didn't just change their name, He changed their minds. God, we believe. The Bible says that through faith and patience, Abraham inherited the promises of God. I believe that we're going to be those that change our minds on what is possible. Anybody believe that God can change your nature? I'm a believer. If you'll let God speak to you, name you, declare to you who you really are. I'm telling you, that's when you start reading the Bible. The Bible tells you who you are. Some of you are believing a lie about yourself. You're believing who your mom said you were, your dad said you were, who your school teacher said you were. My gosh, if I was what my teachers told me I would be, I'd be nowhere today. I wish some of my teachers went to this church. Maybe one day they will. They would see the kid in that seventh grade class sleeping through math, going, you have no future. It's like, well, you go to our church now. And guess what? I'm grateful that mathematics has never saved a soul. Come on. Take that, devil. 
I don't have a PhD other than prayer, healing, and deliverance. I am convinced that God responds to prayer. I am convinced that God still heals. And I am of the persuasion that God can deliver us from any darkness. I'm living proof. Some of you need to know this about God, that he's unchanging. Fashions change. Trends change. Things change. God does not. Hebrews 13.8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want you to know not only is God unchanging, he's unparalleled. I want you to know nobody comes even close to God's power, his wisdom, his creativity. He is unparalleled. No one loves like him. No one is like him. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. There's not enough adjectives to describe the, the depths of who our God is. He's ungoverned. He doesn't need the police. He doesn't need security guards, politicians, HOAs. He is, listen to me, he, he is the king of kings. He's ungoverned. He's untouched. He's untouched. One sneeze in our directions, we can get sick. No soil or stain God. No outbreak of sin can contaminate who God is. God is holy and righteous no matter how sick the world gets. Jesus was the first person that ever lived that was so righteous that when the unclean touched him, he didn't become unclean. The unclean became clean. He's un, he's untouched. He's uncaused. God has no maiden sticker on his side. He has no birthday. He has no childhood. He has no influences on his resume. He doesn't say, I was kind of inspired by this musician. Since no one put God in charge, no one can take him out of charge. He's unlimited. We are limited by our IQ, our capacity, our responsibilities, our relationships. God has no limit on his time, his power, his knowledge, and his love. Can God take care of you? My answer is yes. Can God make a promise to you that makes you laugh? My answer is yes. Some of you got to start meditating on his word day and night. I believe if you'll study the Bible, if you'll memorize the Bible, if you'll hear the Bible, if you'll read it like a book and you'll meditate on it, like a dog chews on his bone. That's the idea of meditating on the words of God. Do you know why some of you go in and out of faith? Because you're not meditating on his word day and night. Joshua, you want to inherit the promised land? Here's the only request, Joshua 1.8. I need you to meditate on the book of the law day and night. You're too busy for the Bible. You're too busy to be successful. God says, I'll give you faith and patience to inherit the promises of God. Take over the land. We live, listen, this is a modern day Canaan. Canaan was a fertile place. You can grow anything in California. You can grow an orange, an apple, a pagan. You can grow a Christian here. That's what we intend on doing. If you're here today, I just feel faith rising, man. I have a lot more notes. I didn't even touch them. I date my message. I stay married to the Holy Spirit. Is that all right? You're here today. I feel his presence. I feel his majesty, his power. Close your eyes. 
Holy Spirit, we invite you. We invite you in this place. Come on, heal God. Restore God. Make him laugh. Make me laugh. Surrender to you. Come on, I dare you to open up your heart. Some of you, your problem is you know enough about God that it's dangerous because your knowledge of God is not met with your surrender to God. Whenever you know more about God than you've surrendered to Him, it's easy to get into legalism. And today, I just feel like the Lord is asking people to go to a higher level of surrender. God, make me laugh. We'll laugh when we fully surrender to His agenda. Make me what you want me to be. Show me who you called me to be. I want to know you more and more. Well, dare you lift your hands. Are there any hungry people in Orange County today? Lord, we invite you to come. Come on, he's here. We invite you to come. Make me aware of you. Make me aware of you.
yeah. Put your hand on your heart for me. Just put your hand on your heart. Yeah, yeah. I don't know you. I've never met you before. But I felt like the Lord wanted me to single you out and tell you that you're like Abraham. I don't know that's part of your, your family name. I don't know. But I feel like you're going to be, you're the first fruits of many people that are going to know God in an intimate way. God's raised you up. Even as your stature makes you stand out, God is calling you to stand out even right now amongst your peers. God's getting ready to do something so real in your heart. God's going to put a fire inside of your bones. You're going to talk about it. You're going to sing about it. You're going to write about it. There's going to be a grace to lead culture in your sphere of influence. God says, I'm going to make you a leader in your sphere. And many people are going to come to know God because you're like Abraham. You're going to lead many people into faith. And I pray for you today. No weapon formed against you or your family. I even see God healing you of a negative experience when you were 14 years old. God says you were 14 when something kind of affected your faith in God. And God says, today I, re I restore what the enemy tried to disturb. And God is going to give you a pure faith, a, a connection with God that is real, vivid, and undeniable. You're going to know the whispers of God, and you're going to know the, the applause of heaven. God's going to raise you up, man of God, like Abraham. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's here. He's here. There's someone in here, your name's Cavalier cab something like that cab or cavalier might even be like a like a name that has an unusual enunciation but it's almost spelt like cavalier and i believe that god wanted you put your name in my heart as i was singing and i believe that you're here today and you have some sort of issue like it's like some sort of like fibromyalgia or some sort of disorder like that in your body god was very specific today because he told me that you normally don't believe when we pray for healings you've been in churches that people call out things you're like that's for somebody else God would single you out even with your name or something. I'm not sure. It's just some it's cavalier. It's something. It's your name or it's like your it's like your nickname or like your I don't know your dog. I don't know something. It's it's a big part of who you are. And God is healing you today. And I don't know if you're online or in the tents, but I pray that healing would flow right now. Right now, there's someone in here. You have bruised ribs. And it's not even like you injured them from like a trauma. It's like there's some sort of condition in your bones that it's always, they always feel bruised. And today, God is removing the pain. Doctors aren't going to be able to explain it. You've been living with that pain in your ribs for years. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you are the God that heals all of our pain. Anybody in here believe that God can heal you where you hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's here. I feel faith. He's here. If you have, if you, if you have a pain in your body, it might be a mental pain, it might be a broken heart, but for most of you, it's some sort of sickness or disease in your body. I want you to lift your hands. We are a church that believes God still heals. Yeah, yeah. Come, Holy Spirit. The wind of the Holy Spirit healing somebody right now. Hands up all over the tents. Oceans, do me a favor. Someone's hands up next to you. If you live with them, why don't you put your hand on their shoulder? If you don't live with them, just kind of stretch forth your hands towards them. Come on, let's be some believers up in Orange County today at Oceans Church. Come on, all over Oceans, I want you to pray for those that have their hands raised. Say, in Jesus' name. I wish you would talk like you're getting ready to kick out some darkness. Say, in Jesus' name. We take authority over anything in their bodies. 
that's not from God. We ask you to heal, re revoke darkness, evict sickness, and send your Holy Spirit to heal them everywhere they hurt. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. If your hand's up right now, I just want you to say, Holy Spirit, heal me. Come on, if your hands are up, say, Holy Spirit, fill me. God's desire is for you today. Eyes closed, heads bowed. That's what you feel right now. Why am I getting teary-eyed? Why is my heart beating out of my rib cage? Why do I feel something I've never felt at a concert, never felt at the club, never sensed this anywhere else? What is this? That is the presence of God. And he's here today to remove the doubts. You know what I see God doing? I see him like a with a leaf blower, and the leaves are in your driveway, and the leaves aren't leaves, they're question marks. And God is blowing away the doubts. His presence right now, I see him blowing the doubts. Why God? Why God? Why God? And God says, don't worry about why, just say what for. God has a plan for your pain. God has a, pl a plan for your story. God doesn't waste any of our experiences. And God will do something that will make us laugh. Today we seal this time up. You believe God's going to make you laugh. Just put your hand on your heart. We believe the promises of God are yes and amen. Make a way where there's no way. Provide beyond our, our salaries. God, do something that we could never see done. Move mountains. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. He's here. Someone was just healed. I, I could feel it. That's like virtue in the place. I feel like someone even watching online right now, you're, you're healed of stage four cancer. You can feel it in your body right now. The masses are disappearing and dissolving. God is healing right now. Yeah, Cindy, you're healed. Cindy, you are healed of cancer. Jesus' name. Declare the word, the report of God over you. I pray today. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, I pray even for you today. Having problems getting um, pregnant. So Michael watching, listening. You didn't think you're ever going to have kids. God says you will have kids. And I pray today that God would heal. And I even pray by this time next year, you'd be holding a biological child. In Jesus' name. Yeah, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, Jesus' name. He's here. All over the tents. Put your hand on your heart right now. If you're here, if you're online and you want to give your life to God, I'm going to pray for you. If you're in the tent, you want to get right with God. Maybe He already healed you. For some, you already got healed. But you know in your heart that He healed you, but you're still not surrendered to Him. You want to make up your mind today to say, God, I want to live with you, and I want to live for you. I've done life without you. I've tasted its emptiness. I'm ready to live life on purpose, with purpose, for God and with God. All over the tents, I'm out of time. If you're online, you want to respond to this, I want you to write H-E-A-R-T. If you're in the tents, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands on the count of three. You know you're not living for God, but you're supposed to. Maybe God invited you here today with your buddies, one of your girlfriends. For this moment to get right with him if you've been away from God or maybe you've never known him in a real way I'm not I'm not I'm not pushing religion on you today I'm inviting you to a relationship with God I'm not talking about religion I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus you have hang-ups with religion so do I I have no hang-ups with relating myself to God if you're here today all over the tents online 
I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to, I want to live in relationship with God. I want you to raise your hand all over the tents. For the first time, or rededicate your life right now on the count of three. One, hands are already going up. I always love that. Two, more hands are going up. I need everyone that's going to respond. Lord, give them courage to respond right now. Real high. Three, that's me. Real high. That's me. 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 Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Anybody else? 14 hands. Awesome. Oceans, isn't that awesome? Tell you, you have a lot of regrets in life. You will never regret giving God more. I know people on their deathbeds that said, I wish I would have given God more. I've never heard anybody say, I wish I would have given God less. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, there's six of you that your heart's beating out of your chest. You're worried about what's going to happen after you raise your hand. Here's the beautiful thing about God. You don't clean up in the sink and get in the shower. You just step into the shower, let the shower take care of you. You don't have to clean your life up to come to God. You come to God and God cleans your life up. There is six more people. I think one's online and five are in the tents. You didn't raise your hand, but you're supposed to. I'm telling you, there's one right there. Close your eyes. There's four more people that you didn't raise your hand, but you're supposed to. God's given you another opportunity. Don't miss this moment. God isn't going to ruin your life. He's going to fix it. Two, thank you. There's two more hands. Three, thank you. Four, thank you so much. Six. All right, we'll take that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Put your hands down. All right, here we go. 21 people, let's pray. Online, right heart right now, H-E-A-R-T. Don't be scared. I've learned that when you respond to God, it's amazing how God has a way of just pushing you into his presence, his favor. So just go ahead and do that right now, H-E-A-R-T, if you're watching online. Even if you didn't watch this service live, write it anyways in the threads. God's going to do something powerful right now. Oceans, would you pray with those people today? Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, we invite you. You are amazing. Today, I ask you to become my boss, not my employee. I make you the Lord, Savior, Manager, Leader of my life. Would you forgive me? Remove the guilt, the shame, the darkness, and the sin. And would you lead me into your light? Speak to me as I read the Bible. Get me connected to a local church. And help me to walk with you from this day forward. I want to laugh. Let's laugh together in Jesus' name. You believe in Orange County? Let's laugh. Come on, say amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Have a great week.